The media is mocking preppers. Let's have a look. Hello everyone, I'm Florian Heiser and welcome to another episode of Heiser Says. I have my morning stein of coffee and I thought today we'd have a look at this article from news.com.au that is mocking someone who is preparing for well, potential calamity and a potential pandemic. We've seen just now in Italy, shops were stripped bare of food. So it makes sense to stock up and to have a fairly decent amount of food at home just in case there is a rush or there's transportation issues or there's supply issues. But the media is mocking it, mocking these people. I mean, one of the advantages we have, and I've made this suggestion in ways to prepare for the recession or just, just budgeting, is we do monthly shops. We try to, you know, just one big shop every month. So we have at least a month's worth of food stuff at home. We also, now that we buy entire beasts, we have a lot more than that frozen. So in some ways, are we preppers? Are we crazy? But I, yeah. So it just shows you. Let me know what you think, guys. Have you? How are you prepping? How are you preparing? Is it a sensible thing? Remember the bushfires. Remember the bushfires? People didn't have any money. They didn't have any cash. And FPOS didn't work. So what did the well-prepared Australians do? They were robbing grocery stores and petrol stations. So there you go. I still... I mean, the advantage is, guys, you can use this. for This is for the blokes. Women, stop listening. You can use this as a, as a justification to buy some new toys. You know, I, I want to get a little little generator. <laughs> so I said, oh, Rachel, we better get one just in case. Just in case. So next time we go camping, I can have a generator. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Let, if you can leave any recommendations for your preferred generators. I think some people said Hondas were good. I know we had a Honda four-stroke on the, on the old boat. And it always worked quite well. So let's have a look. Swords, gas masks, and 50 kilograms of rice. Crazy Aussies prepare for the coronavirus pandemic. The sad thing is, swords are pretty much the only defensive weapons we can have here in this nation. We're completely disarmed. You know? Completely disarmed. Maybe, maybe that's why we're so obedient. An Aussie mum has revealed the extreme lengths she has gone to prepare her family for a deadly outbreak of coronavirus in Australia. Well, yes, you want to if you're required to stay at home for weeks, maybe months. Don't you want to have food stuff there? Some Australians are adopting increasingly extreme measures to prepare for a coronavirus pandemic, with some referring to their own actions as crazy and panicked. Stockpiling weapons, hiding in isolated farms, and learning bush survival skills, it sounds like the plot line straight out of a Hollywood movie. But this is the reality for some Australians. One of those Aussies, it's 32-year-old mama, a mama, mother, Gemma Reed from the Scenic Rim, Queensland, who has stockpiled enough food and medicine to last for a year. Nothing wrong with that. We have approximately 50 kilos of rice and 50 kilos of rentals. lentils, Miss Reed told News.com. All five of our pantries are filled. See, and this is the thing. I mean, we've probably still got 20 kilos of rice lying around from when we were, uh, you know, not on a carnivore diet. It's not going to go bad. It may not taste that nice, but you can still cook it up. I've even got a whole lot of wheat. I was, I was actually looking at buying wheat by the ton. But then I realized that you'd get all the vermin eating it. So I've, I've got a 
you know, a big one of those 20 liter containers still half full of wheat. It's fine. It's sealed. It's protected. If I need to, I can eat it. I've got, I bought a mill to allow me to eat it. The mill was expensive. You get a few tons of wheat for the mill. All happened before I changed my diet. Maybe I should be selling it. So don't, don't be afraid if you see a, a you know, secondhand mill on, on uh, Gumtree. I'm not paranoid. I don't think it will get really bad. But with three children, you can never be too safe. There you go. So a lot of people have been stockpiling food as panic sets in about the coronavirus. This photo was taken in Sydney. I mean, that's not that. That's See, this is the thing. We're, we're a family of, of Rachel and I, four kids, one more on the way, and a father-in-law. So that this is just the normal shop to us. We fill up two trolleys of shopping when we do a big shop at Aldi. But this is pretty... I would consider most of this isn't food, to be honest. And look at all this junk, guys. You don't want to be stocking up on this stuff. This is going to... It's unhealthy and full of vegetable oil and yeah. But still, preparing. Come on, Gemma, you need to get on get on the uh, the carnivore. Get yourself a few cows out there in the scenic room. Miss Rita stockpiled canned food, medication, water filters, camping. There you go. See, that's the thing. This is a great re great opportunity to get some new camping gear, blokes. You know, for fishing. Oh, oh, we better get that other tent. Or we need that solar panel just in case. You know, <laughs> maybe, I'm, maybe I'm. Uh, uh, I won't tell Rachel to watch this video, <laughs> or I'm sure she knows all the tricks I'm doing. A good wife knows all the tricks her husband deploys to get toys. Defensive weapons. We also have a lot of them. Legal ones, obviously. She said. Mainly swords and axes and stuff like that. Tasers, we have them as well. That's it, I need to sharpen my axe. We have son, with her son suffering ADHD, Miss Reed has also been hoarding medications. See, now that's sensible. That is definitely sensible. I remember back when I was, uh, I had, uh, what is it, acid reflux, and I would just buy the medication in bulk, six months at a time, because... I couldn't be bothered going to the doctor all the time for more scripts or going to the chemist all the time. And I said, yeah, no, I'll just buy 50 packets. And they looked at me shocked. Sold it to me, though. So many companies claim they're from Australia or New Zealand. But when you actually look into the companies, they do come from China or import from China. She said, yes, exactly. Exactly. And this is the thing. I did a video on this the other day. Just the issues with exporting and importing to China. How ships are avoiding it. So much of the world trade is dependent on China, guys. It's, it's crazy. They really have become the manufacturing hub for the civil or for the planet. If they don't open the border soon, then my son won't have any medication. So we've stocked up on the bare minimum: 150 packets of Panadol, 150 packets of aspirin, 150 of Nurofen. We've stocked up on antibiotics. We've got bandages. I mean, that's, that's probably just very sensible. I, I am just thinking about how dodgy our first aid kit is here at home. We've gone a little above and beyond, Miss Reed said, with a laugh as she explained how she'd recently bought vegetable seeds. We also have three fish tanks we're breeding fish in. Now, that that's aquaponics is a big thing, too. I know there's a YouTuber here in Brisbane, a landscape architect, where he just sets up a hall around his house as a, you know, aquaponic farm. And that's something Rachel got quite interested in. We're watching all the movies of zombie apocalypse and everything else. Miss Reed has put a little bit more thought into her preparations than the average Australian. It's things that can be traded that are important, she said. 
If it ever did go bad, medicine will be something to trade for. Maybe food or something else. Something that can keep a fever down is going to be huge. Asthma puffers were stocked up on them. Because let's face it, half of Australians have asthma. We've got 15 pouches of tobacco so far. It's not a lot, but it can still be traded for food if it's needed. Smokers, no matter how crazy it is, will still want to smoke. So she's she's really onto it. This is a good prepper, guys. Very smart prepper. We've also melted down some jewelry, silver, and gold. So we have that to trade as well. And that's not all. Miss Reed and her husband have been researching survival skills. We're studying natural healing. We've been Googling, got a few books on that. My husband has been looking into blacksmithing. And he's been watching videos, getting a little bit of an idea if he ever needs those skills. I mean, that's just fun. Nothing is more fun than, than melting metal and reforging it into other things. I mean, that's just the, the epitome. Just look at Ron Swanson's <laughs> crazy libertarian episodes where he makes a wedding ring. Although she laughed as she outlined her survival plans, she points out it was better to be safe than sorry. Exactly. And at the end of the day, Miss Reed added, everything we can, we have can still be used even if nothing happens with the coronavirus. Well, yes, that's it. It's not like you're wasting, wasting it. You're probably saving trips. So crazy and panicked Australians. Diana Regan runs a coronavirus Facebook group and has created a survival guide because she was inundated with questions. The film director from Sydney videoed herself buying a few N95 respirator masks from Bunnings. Miss Regan admits, when I went out and purchased these masks, I did feel a bit crazy. I'm a little more panicked than most people. Okay. Well, actually, I wouldn't you just need them for work? <laughs> well, I, I, I was stripping and working with deadly chemicals. You, you want those masks. Maybe that's just the joy of having a renovated Queenslander. I get the privilege of exposing myself to chemicals that can kill me. This is the kind of mask you see in movies and stuff. That's why I was laughing when I was getting it. Has it got eye protection? The best thing about the mask is I have a receipt. If it's still in the package, I can return it in a month or two and get our money back. We're hoping Australia will be fine, but if not, we're not risking it because I've got a child with a low immunity, she added. Miss Regan also started growing tomatoes, lettuce, chives, mint, celery, basil, and capsicum as a source of fresh vegetables if disaster hits. It's funny, we always wanted a veggie garden. See, this is good. <laughs> People are just preparing. It looks like the coronavirus outbreak is the incentive they needed. Yes, it is. And bush survival skills. Uh, Tyron from Tasmania is brushing up on her survival skills in case the coronavirus becomes a pandemic. Having grown up on a farm with no electricity, she's a natural at life, save, uh, life self, living self-sufficiently. I grew up with no power at all, completely off-grid, she told news.com. My mother taught me to cook off a combustion stove. The coronavirus has hit me, has me a bit worried, and she's preparing for the worst. I'm in a reasonably isolated area. I have all my animals and garden here too. My fruit trees are looking good this year, and so is the veggie garden. Also have plenty of chickens for eggs and meat, a few sheep too. I should have enough supplies for two to three months at least. I was taught to hunt from a very early age. I've been able to shoot since I was seven years old. I've, I'm used to fishing, getting shellfish, getting kangaroo meat for ourselves, and the dogs as well. Here we go. I mean, this is this is what you want to avoid, this here in Italy. This is what you want to avoid in Italy, guys. 
because I mean here's the thing here's the thing how many days are we from what is it three days hungry civilization collapses it's the old saying she has epilepsy and a heart condition and is planning to stockpile those medicines she says to know you're going you're going to survive if something happens it's comforting everyone should be watching a bit of bear grills or whatever she had it with a laugh Lachlan Giddy, 66 of New South Wales, is another rural farmer who thinks he'll be able to outlast the pandemic. I live 40 kilometres from Gyra, Northern Tablelands, in the middle of nowhere on a farm, he said. If worst comes to worst, I'll just bunker down, just buy up some simple food and sit it out. Town once a month, too easy. Cities would be scary places to be, as it would hit first, and panic buying would clear shelves. If I just stay here, I am going to be safe. Mr. Giddy started buying... More staple foods once he heard of the coronavirus, like pasta and rice. But otherwise, he hasn't had to change his lifestyle much. In the country, you have to stockpile food. If you're 50 kilometers from town, anything can happen. Trees over a road, car won't start, floods and so on. Water, I have, have tons of creeks. So a good water filter and limitless supply. Tank water is fine to drink. I also have some pigs, uh, various fowls, so meat is easy. I probably need to stock up on my coffee. And remember, guys, you can always just fast, you know. Water's the main thing. Water's the big thing. So, what do you think, guys? Do you think this is the media making fun of people preparing? Or do you think it's a sign that this has prompted some people just to prepare a little bit, particularly after the bushfires, particularly after the floods? And what are you doing to prepare? Thank you all for watching. Please like, share, and subscribe to the channel. If you're a fan and you want to help us a little bit extra, there are a few ways you can. You can also share our content on social media, spread it out, get the video out. You can support us on Patreon or the channel here on YouTube. You can use our affiliate links at Amazon or eBay for your consumer purchases or KuCoin and Independent Reserve for your crypto trading. We have merch we sell at the highest that says website, Pocket Squares, handmade by Rachel. And finally, PayPal if you want to contribute that way. Thanks to everyone for your support and have a good Ash Wednesday. Take care, guys, and I will see you in the next video. Bye for now.